Yeah, I would. Oh, I, I, I have the worst, just ugly cry face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. After my first half marathon, I'm like, I, this is sucked. This is longest I'm ever going to run. And, but now like, I love it when I catch myself and say never, because I'm like, oh crap. Now I'm doing that. <laughs> Six yeah. years ago, I didn't even know this stuff existed. Yeah. Like, I didn't know people ran 100 miles. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even honestly, like, I don't think I knew that they did, uh, like, local 5Ks. I thought that that was, like, a high school and college type thing. I didn't know that they had that for just regular people. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and uh, glad you're here. And I just uh, real quick apologize for last week. I took a week off. Uh, I was actually able to go into Louisiana, visit with family, and I wasn't able to get edits done, so I uh, took a week off, man. I hope, hope you guys still had some things to listen to. Maybe you needed to catch up. You know, catch up on some of the podcasts you hadn't listened to. So, uh, anyway, um, so uh, real quick before we get started, I just need to acknowledge, um, the loss of, uh, someone in our ultra running community who's affected a lot of people. Um, David Clark, the, of the We Are Superman podcast, uh, a man who changed his life of, uh, just being overweight and addiction, and he just started working toward uh, making himself a better human um, and lost a bunch of weight, has run some tremendous races and done a lot of things, and also fellow podcaster. He had the We Are Superman podcast, like I said, and um, he just always tried to encourage others and saw potential in others, and so just just need to acknowledge, man, a great loss uh, to the ultra running community. You will be missed. Just a reminder that life is short. Uh, yeah, keep that in mind. And uh, like like uh, on Midweek Motivation recently where I talked about just living a life that matters, you know. Uh, I love the quote from Gladiator, <laughs> what we do in life echoes in eternity. So, uh, so remember that. Yeah, think about that today. Uh, guys, today as we go into our podcast, um, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by T8 Running Gear, T8.run. They do gear um, designed by ultra runners. Um, the designers are out in Hong Kong where it is humid. I was reminded of humidity in Louisiana this weekend. I ran in 90, I ran 20 miles in 98% humidity and then 100% humidity. I ran a half marathon on Sunday and I was just drenched in sweat, man. It was, it was crazy. I forgot how humid South Louisiana is. Well, uh, Evidently, um, Hong Kong is is pretty humid itself, and so these guys have a their their flagship product is um, the Commando shorts, undershorts for men and women that that are guaranteed to be chafe free. They're ultra light, they're super cool, super comfortable. So check that out, guys. You can uh, check it out by going to www.runtheriot.run, and I have a link there, or you can go to t8.run, and if you decide to buy, uh, use the discount code. 50-RUNTHERIOT, all one word, 50-RUNTHERIOT, all one word, and you'll get a discount there. All right, guys, well, before we get started, today we have Gary Shaw and Nicole Fleming 
I heard them referred to as a power couple. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they're both ultra runners. Um, and I, I just, um, I've run some races with Gary and, uh, and just where him and Nicole have been around. And it's been cool just watching their journey, uh, through social media and watching the things that they do where they're crewing each other, running together, uh, pacing each other. And I thought it'd be really cool to have a conversation with them. Uh, the thing that kind of, that really got me is in April, they did this challenge where on, uh, the first of April, April Fool's Day, they ran a mile. Second of April, ran two miles. Third of April, three miles. And they went all the way to the end of April, running whatever mileage that date was. And that totaled up to 465 miles in April. And so they both did it. And uh, it was a really cool challenge. And then we talk about Gary's challenge. He just recently did the 24 by 24 by 24 challenge. Uh, you'll hear about what exactly that is. And so just really enjoyed. I love people doing interesting things. Uh, I love a, a, just a couple uh, working together to accomplish goals. And so uh, so we discussed their backgrounds. We discussed just all kind of stuff. And it was really fun, really interesting. And I hope you'll like it. So check it out, guys. Like, yeah, I'm leaving it. It's good. It'll work. So what are you guys up to today? What's going on with you guys today? Oh, just... Re- recovery still. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're kind of glutton for punishment, right. man. <laughs> I think, I think I'm, I'm pretty much... I think I'm done for the year. Um, I think, <laughs> I, I think I I'm... Uh, take the rest of the year not off but mainly i'm just going to focus on maintenance and then the things that i had signed up for just go ahead and if they have them still do them but i'm not probably going to exceed much of that yeah so the races are like nothing in comparison to his his do dump challenges you know so (laughs) yeah Yeah. well uh what are you guys um i mean i've had every single one of my training races like uh have been canceled what what else what else have you you guys signed up for mohican is about four weekends away in ohio and we just got an email from the other day saying that Ohio is open back up. The parks open back up. And of course, just because everything, all the RDs are having to implement, you know, they're hoping the mountain bike races at the very end of this month. And then uh, the weekend of like 19, 2021 is actual trail race. And so far it's still on. And they said, I mean, it's like the seventh oldest hundred miler in the United States. And they said they have not canceled for like Armageddon. So, you know, so they don't, they plan to keep going it, but I know sometimes it's not up to them. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I just got an email like right before, uh, you know, I, I got on the, got on Skype, um, for, um, uh, Bigfoot that it's still a go. Everything's looking good. And kind of the last chance, like last, if you want to defer to next yes. year or whatever, last chance to do it, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm in, I'm in, I want to do this. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, uh, to have those pieces leading up to it, you know, it just keeps you motivated and, Nothing like a little adrenaline race day stuff that just that keeps your training real. Well, no kidding, because um, I mean, like when I did the Tahoe 200, I did back to back 50s weekends, you know, kind of crazy stuff like Gary does. And, uh, you know, and um, it uh, 
it, it was good, you know, I mean, just, and, you know, I raced them hard, you know, it was, I raced them. And so, yeah, those help. So I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'm going to go to Colorado, do some hiking and running and try to figure something out. I don't know. <laughs> it works out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's, let's go ahead. I mean, we'll probably just throw all this on the podcast and everything else that's chatting and all, but, um, so you guys have been doing, I don't know, it's been fun watching all the stuff you guys have been doing, but before we get into, um, April foolishness and craziness and, and, and all that stuff, um, you know, Gary, I've seen you around, man, racing, you're running in, in, in a kilt and, uh, and, and just all the stuff that, that you've done. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Gary, man. What's your, and, oh, and I did, I kind of snooped a little bit. So I did see that you were, uh, you were on a submarine at least for a while. So I know you were probably in the Navy or something like that. Right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but like, so tell me a little bit about you, man, like, like where you're from and kind of what, what, in a nutshell, what got you where you are now and, and you know, where, where you started running and fitness and all that stuff? Well, I, I'm from here uh, uh, in Missouri. Uh, grew up in the Mountain Grove area. Did track and cross country in high school. Okay. Um, developed some bad habits, left, uh, joined the Navy, um, kind of continued on that bad habit thing. Stopped running for quite a while. Actually... Didn't start running again until I think I was 30 or 31. Um, I'm 35, so I've been running, started, yeah, 20, February of 2016, I wow. got into running, and December of 2016, I did my first ultra. Nice. Attempted my first 100 uh, in 2018. I can't remember if you were at that one or not no it was the uh next one because i took a after i did attempted prairie spirit there in 2017 okay and i dnf it made it to 84 and missed the time hack there at uh richmond oh man so i waited a whole year to go back because I, I i had said that getting it anywhere else would feel like cheating so <laughs> yeah. the day of registration opened up signed back up went back and did it the next year and that was the year that you won it and i think didn't you set the uh didn't you set the state record on that yeah one? yeah the it, it wasn't the fastest but it was in, you know the state on a since they certified the course and all that yeah yeah and yeah but uh i was gonna ask you about that um because um mile 90 took some great pictures and i didn't know that you had dnf the year before and so that emotion i mean that was real, huh, man? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's me and uh, Nicole um, and Jeff Williams, uh, the, the guy that actually got me into uh, running ultras. Um, I had kind of trained for a marathon with him for Bass Pro Marathon in 2016. I He was kind of a training partner that I had met and uh, <laughs> um, running with him, he had told me, because he was going to do a 50K that December. So it was like 
less than a month after Bass Pro, he had said, uh, you know, you could just use the marathon as your last training run and then just start another taper and just do your first ultra. <laughs> and I really like I haven't wanted to do much just regular racing since. Um I really enjoy the ultras. It kind of like I think it kind of equalizes some of the younger and older guys a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. puts the playing field's a little bit more level as compared to, you know, me going out there and running five K's against 17 year olds. Um, but yeah, so that was picture in a ultra running magazine. Yeah, that was, yeah, I would, Oh, I, I, I have the worst, just ugly cry face. <laughs> Something about having a big bushy beard, like my ultra beard that I had grown out. Like and he was freezing, so he had the serape on that we yes. put on him because he just like, you know, once we got to walking, he was like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, you're convulsively shivering. And so, like the last 20 miles, he had the serape on, so it just made the, the best picture at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can you can see the emotion. And it, I mean, just, just any, any hundred you know it just it get it scrubs you clean you know i mean gets you the emotions there because you got to dig so deep man and uh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well so so i didn't realize gary that you you hadn't been running all that long man that's that's pretty awesome and to be able to you know gear up and doing some of the things you you know you've been doing that's that's that rocks man that's cool well uh Nicole, it's your turn. What, what? Tell me, tell me, tell me about Nicole, man. So, so are you from the area? Or? Yes. So I grew up around the Caulfield West Plains area, which is about two hours outside of Springfield here, Springfield, Missouri. Um, but I lived in Vermont for 15 years, so uh, got a lot of hiking in, mountain biking in. Um, I ran cross country, track, and did a lot of sports in high school in college, but nothing that, I, I mean, I wasn't ever like, Oh, she's so awesome. And, um, I just, I've always been active and, um, probably not until my early thirties, uh, in Vermont, I worked in a gym and had, um, friends racing and stuff like that. And we know how friends enable. And so I did, uh, my first half marathon and, after that misery, I swore I'd never run a marathon, which I was thinking about earlier. And but of course, you know, here I am to this day. But um, so I started running again in my early 30s, just competitively longer distances. I didn't when I was I'm 46 and around 40. Um, I had lupus for a couple of years, actually. I just oh, wow. had a bunch of. Um, physical, emotional stuff going on at the time of my life. And it caught up with me. And so even just to work, I'm a massage therapist. And sometimes even just to walk around the house without getting dizzy and nauseous was, was quite the big deal. And so I didn't really get back into running until, uh, like 42, 43. And, um, and because of Jeff and Gary, and seeing other friends, you know, being able to do ultras, I'm like, well, geez, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, before I just never would think of doing longer distances like that. But it's just um, when you're around people that do it, you know, it doesn't seem so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and because of Gary, I've also um, raced a lot of obstacle course <laughs> racing and had fun with that. 
And um, my first one I ever did when I was around 40 was because a friend's husband's partner that he was going to race it with dropped out. And I, at, with like two weeks to spare, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, and found it, was, it was pretty fun. You know, it's like just big playground for adults. And, and uh, I love mud. I love being outside. I mean, I, that's why I love trail running. Yeah. Um, put me out in the woods and, and I'm happy. That, that that's awesome. My my wife. In fact, um, yesterday my wife's been after me because she she did the warrior dashes and all the the OCR stuff before we met. And I'm I'm always like oh, I can't do that. I might injure myself because I'm training for something, you know. But she she's like you've got to do one of these with me. So I'm gonna end up having to, you know, jump into a tough mutter or something. I don't that's know. So much. You would have so much fun. And it all seems kind of intimidating, too. But you just get out there and it's like, heaven forbid, you don't want to do an obstacle or want to go around it. Like, that's an option, you know. So yeah. if it looks like something is going to, you know, just maim you or whatever, it's like no one is like holding a knife to your throat that you have to do it. But I don't. Uh, gosh, I'm so, the only time I ever really hurt myself doing an obstacle course racing, racing stuff is when I'm inside. So, you know, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I'm when you broke, knock your, on wood. whenever you broke your calcaneus in yeah, half. Yeah. When I broke my heel, uh, three, three months before I ran my first hundred miler. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> well, what, what was your, your first hundred miler? Um, Hawk. Oh man, that's one I've got. I've got to get up there to Kansas and do that one. Everybody, you know, I've talked to the people who 25 spots left because they just limited the 20, the marathon, the 50 miler and the hundred miler to only 50 entrants each. And, uh, it is just a fun, fun course. Great people that put it on all the aids. I mean, I know so many people say that about so many races, but the Lawrence for Hawks, they're, they're, they're a good group and that's, and that's a fun course. So, yeah, I, I met them. Um, I don't remember if it was the Kansas fall extravaganza or the Prairie spirit. They do one of the aid stations and, uh, yeah, top notch people, man. And, uh, I've, I won't be able to do it this year, uh, but maybe, maybe next year. I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> so, so you guys, uh, I mean, like you said, you, you drink the Kool-Aid, um, uh, I had somebody today telling me, you know, something, that thing that I can never, oh, I can never do that or what you do and stuff. And I hate that because, you know, I don't know. I think we all used to probably think that at one time, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. After my first half marathon, I'm like, I, this is sucked. This is longest I'm ever going to run. And, but now like, I love it when I catch myself and say never, because I'm like, oh crap, now I'm doing that. <laughs> I know yeah. it already. Yeah. <laughs> Six yeah. years ago, I didn't even know this stuff existed. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, I didn't know people ran 100 miles. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even honestly, like, I don't think I knew that they did, uh, like, local 5Ks. I thought that that was, like, a high school and college type thing. I didn't know that they had that for just regular people. <laughs> well, well uh, so Gary, after you, you, you went ahead and, and, and got Prairie spirit done. I mean, you, I mean, you obviously you were emotional there. How did you feel physically, man? Just, I like, I don't know. The first one's usually kind of a butt whooping. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was bad. I hurt. And, you know, I, I love that. Tr- like I, love that trail um 
I've ran it several times. Well, not the hundred. I've attempted it twice, finished it once. And I've done the 50 K there in the fall a couple times and actually won it in uh, 2017. Nice. But that, I mean, it's, it's flat, but it's also one of those deceiving flats that it seems like even though it's just, you know, like a pancake, it also seems like it's uphill both ways at the same, (laughs) just that same, that same like articulation of your feet and everything, just that it really, it hurt. It hurt a lot more than I would say of my hundreds that I've done, I would say it was, it was the second most painful. Um, and the tread, the treadmill, the dreadmill 100 it was like i said a lot of people would think that one would be easier that was by far the worst and took the longest to recover from did did you get uh for the for the dreadmill did you get that pain pain behind your knees that i did i got pain everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like like it was mainly kind of focused it was a very, very bad shin splint. I mean, it felt like things were actually separating. Ah, dog. Ah, but I mean, it got better. Um, but yeah, it was like, yeah, give me trail any day over. Like I said, I, I like Prairie Spirit, but actual, you know, rooted rocky uphill trail and stuff to where you kind of get that variance in your stride to where like just by the time everything sucks uphill you get to go kill your quads going down and you play that out for a little bit and just kind of you know roll through it but yeah first hundred it was rough um but it was fun totally worth it it's I think hundreds are probably my favorite distance now. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. To, I guess once you do that to get excited about, you know, um, like for an A race as uh, anything less kind of. I mean, I, I mean, I do them and I, I lo- like it. I still enjoy it. But th- there's something about that hundred or more. Right. I just kind of. Want it to be like a weekend event. Like I want it to be a <laughs> festival. I want it to last for days on end. Yeah. Suffer fest. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't remember after you, after you did Prairie spirit, what, um, what was, what was your next, uh, hundred? Um, the next one was knock on wood. 100. I took, I waited like about a year before I did another one. Um, Okay. But I did knock on wood 100 fun little course there in, uh, I believe it's Marietta, South Carolina. It's a five mile loop. And a lot of people don't like looped courses. I dig them. Uh, like, you know, you don't have to carry as much stuff with you. Yeah. Um, that constant, like, you know, you're never more than, uh, even if the wheels fall off, like you're never more than two and a half miles really. <laughs> from the uh from the aid station uh which a lot of people say like oh man i'd be afraid of you know every every five miles you get a chance to quit well just don't think of it like that yeah (laughs) but it was it was a really fun course um that was actually uh, i took second overall and first male there which was 
one of those things just like really took me by surprise. Uh, it went out there with a few goals, none of which were winning and didn't hit any of the goals, but that happened. Uh, Nicole paced me for the back 50 of it. And, uh, what happened was it was, it was hot out and, that really played to some of my strengths. There were a lot of guys out there. I think there were like two or three that were like two or three laps ahead. And then at like mile 85, they just dropped because wow. the heat, got, the heat got to them. The guy that was in first actually ended up in an ambulance yeah, around 75 or something like that. I think but, if I remember that correctly. Yes. Yeah, so that was my second. And then my Third was I did Pumpkin Holler, which you well uh, David Box won, won it. You you got second on that one. Yeah, we had to battle yeah, the battle of the Dave's going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew Dave won it. Oh wait, wrong Dave. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, it was all good. <laughs> so Pumpkin Holler, and that was my first sub twenty four. That was one of those races where you just got lucky and everything came together. Um, had some really good, like Nicole paced me for it. Uh, my buddy Jeff Murphy paced me for it, um, which he had never done before. It was one of those things I kind of just wanted to like throw him in there because he had talked about doing one himself. Yeah. So I wanted him to kind of experience it. So that was a good race. And then I did. Uh, oh, it wasn't an actual 100. It was a last man standing. Uh, okay. And I took third for the second year in a row, uh, but made it to 100 that time. So that was my second sub 24. And then I bowed out. I just told the other guys, it's, it's all yours. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, then the Dreadmill was supposed to have had the uh, my first 200 this year in April, but it got canceled. Nicole and I were going to go to uh, Pottawatomie. And uh, oh, that unfortunately got canceled. So. That was just like three weeks before. It makes you realize how like how mentally you prepare yourself for a race, like even even that far out to get it canceled. That was whew, that that I don't know gave my brain and body a whooping. I mean, I had to like I mean, you, I totally understand why they had to cancel it. It's not like I was mad at them, but I was, was surprised. Was yeah, it was it was. I was surprised how upsetting that was because you you prep yourself for so long i mean not only physically but very mentally and so definitely feel like the rug got pulled under there for a few days yeah yeah and I, that's i mean yeah i've been mean, you know even just to have the training you know the ones you're going to train with them i'm looking forward to, i was looking forward to a bunch of those you know and and but my you know luckily my air races are still there so far so you know <laughs> Um, but three weeks out, man, that's when you're getting to taper and everything. And yes. like, ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, so after, after, how was your first uh, experience, uh, Nicole with Hawk? I mean, like, cause I heard, and I heard that's a pretty, um, uh, the trail is fairly technical trails. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, it's also a looped course now. So how did, how did you do? I mean, how did, how did you feel? And so I, uh, I had planned on doing Arkansas Traveler and having broke my heel uh, over Memorial Day and Hawk is the first weekend in September. Um, I waited to kind of see how I was going to do, how I was going to do. And um, and then Arkansas Traveler sold out and I was like, OK, I think I can do Hawk. And everyone's like, 
three months, Nicole, seriously. Like I, I had Pac-Man <laughs> my heel. It was no like little, little crack. And, um, but I just, um, I got really good treatment at a hip joint between, uh, acupuncture and massage, Cairo, uh, Dr. Eric and Dr. Tinia there. Um, they have just saved my life on so many occasions. And, uh, I, I just felt really good going into it. But here is the funny thing, David, is that the most I ran before that hundred miler after I broke my heel was 13 miles. <laughs> wow. That was during my yeah. And, and, and I got first at Hawk, like I won it. <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't realize that. Female, female, not, not overall, but like I was first female. And I think it's because, um, like I, I just went out like wanting to finish it. And so while everyone's just like racing out of the start, I'm, I'm hiking, you know, I'm like fast, don't run Nicole, don't run. Like I just, I knew I had to be conservative from the start because I had no idea how my body was going to react over this longer distance. And so with the four loops, um, most of my loops were pretty even. So, you know, I didn't start out fast and then waste away um, about, I don't know, mile 75. Um, Jeff, who was pacing me at the time, he knew, I forget if I was in third or second. And, uh, but they weren't telling me. And I, I usually don't want to know that stuff anyway. And uh, I think when I was finally in second, he was like, yeah, first place is 30 minutes in front of you. I'm like, I thought it was, I thought it was joking. And, and, uh, but I felt good, you know, cause I've been able to fuel right along and, um, it was very hike, run, hike, run, hike, run. But, um, I do well with technical courses. And I think especially, uh, just with my ankle repairing, like I had twisted my ankle so hard, I broke my heel. So it was actually more repairing through the tendons and ligaments than it was the actual bone. Um, but being able to like vary my footfall and stuff like that right along on that course, it made it to where um, I actually, I mean, I wasn't in a lot of pain through the whole thing. And people think I just like sucked it up. But I, I, I mean, yes, there were like some tweaky spots here and there, but I actually felt of all the hundreds I've done actually felt the best during Hawk. I think, because like I said, it was very conservative from the start and uh, it was just a super cool experience. And I just was on top of the world when I finished because never in a million years did I think um, I would get first. My goal was just to finish it. And I think I was just super grateful to be out there, you know, after not being able to run forever. And um, it did take me a good four weeks to recover. Um, I didn't run for three weeks, I don't think. Um, but it being my first hundred and the most I'd run in a while for sure, it did take me a solid four weeks to recover from that one. Um, it, it was just a phenomenal experience, though. Yeah. Well, what, what was uh, how long was it before you did did another? Um. Gosh, it was about a year. Yeah, it was. Because when was OT was uh, Ozark Trail yeah, was about November, so yeah, like thirteen months. But do we, we but did we did Australia. Australia? Yeah. So huh? I mean, a twenty-four hour obstacle course race. We went to Australia, and I didn't get in a hundred miles, but we're out there for twenty-four hours. So it honestly, like, it feels like a hundred miler. And yeah. uh, 
And I did really well at that one as well. Um, and that was uh, September, October, October, September. Uh, about eight months, eight, nine months later before I did another, um, I did some 50 Ks and, and things like that, but not like another 24 hour event till about eight, nine months later. Yeah. And then um, my next hundred was Ozark trail. And that's in November. Again, another steep, super technical trail. And I just, I always have a lot of fun with those. Those just like outlaw, I did outlaw 135 just in February. <laughs> And I just, I'm like, oh, I love this so much. And the, that, the gnarlier a trail is, the more fun I have. Well, Ozark, Ozark is another one that I'd love to to check out. I've heard a lot of good things about. And an outlaw, uh, Jeremy is trying to get me to do that thing. But I oh, my. you should. I agree. Yeah. It's so be both a- of those races, those are two of the sexiest buckles in ultra running. <laughs> That's some good buckles. <laughs> Hawks is nice too. Hawk has really nice buckle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we do it all for the for the buckle, right? <laughs> yeah, I have total buckle. Nicole, she's she's picked some good ones. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like for the for the two hundreds and and even some of the um just some other races, they're doing some really small buckles. You know, I DNF the um uh what was it Sangre de Crista hundred, but it was it's a little bitty. Little bitty rectangle, it's like a mini buckle. I don't know, but <laughs> you got to do a lot of work to get it. But it's small, man. The Arkansas Traveler is uh, AT is kind of small, like it, I really thought it would be bigger. Yeah, <laughs> still, I've, I've heard great things about that race. It sounds really fun, and that's kind of a one of the what is it like the one of the last chances for the uh, cutoff period to qualify for Western States. So if you botch your race earlier in the year, yeah, you can kind of, as long as it hasn't sold out. And I think that's one of the reasons that it helps sell it out is the fact that it's your last chance to get a qualifier. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a good race. Um, I, I did it twice and you get, you know, it can get hot and, and I almost stepped on a copperhead. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then it was copperhead. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm born you a hawk. They kind of have snakes. So. Yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm from South Louisiana. We're used to that. That's all. <laughs> this is true. Every yeah. 10 you find one. Yeah. So, um, so you guys, well, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you, you've both been kind of doing this ultra journey together, huh? Oh, did I lose you? Are you there? Oh, there you are. All right. Yeah, I got you now. Okay. Did you hear my question? Nope. No, nope. I said, so you, you kind of both been doing this ultra journey together, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it turned, it turned into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, now listen, my, my, my wife's done a couple marathons and she's, she's done some things, but she hasn't, uh, and she's crewed me and she does an awesome job at crewing me, but she hasn't paced me and so oh did we lock up again hey oh hang on can you get all right i don't know what's going we might have to turn the video off or something i can see you now all right let's try that again (laughs) so so my wife my wife has uh she's she's crewed me and she's done a great job and all that and um but she's never paced me and so, and I haven't, I don't have a pacer a whole lot, but I have, you know, different, different times I have had pacers. I, I normally go at it alone, but I'm just curious, you know, when you guys are pacing each other, um, how does that go? 
<laughs> I think it goes pretty pretty well because one of the things is we generally we aren't the only pacer that the other one has so it's actually nice to kind of change up between pacers so you get somebody that kind of you know is just there for support kind of lets you dig in your own head for a while yeah um yeah. then you'll switch out to somebody that you know just you know talks your head off for a little bit but with us um trying to think the only time that we've just had one person as a pacer was it knock on wood mm-hmm. and she paced me for the whole 50 miles the whole back half of it and it was i i say that i'm a horrible pacer and i'm a horrible person to be paced because i don't like to talk a lot um i kind of just want somebody to make sure that i don't like fall off the trail because i do have a tendency i'm one of those people that will like i will doze off as i'm trying to like in the latter miles and whenever i kind of come to a slowdown i will i'll doze off like i dozed off several times on uh prairie spirit and actually i had my uh pacer like jeff williams would be ahead of me so i could try and like the idea was if he's ahead of me i'll try and catch up to him But the thing was, like, he could tell because my headlight, uh, my headlamp was shining, like, right at his feet. Yeah. But then suddenly it would disappear and veer (laughs) off to the side of the trail. He would know to call back and, like, hey, stay with me. But, like, I think we, like, I don't think it's been a problem for us, like, as a couple pacing, like, there are times you get kind of snappy or I know I've gotten a little bit snappy and you just kind of know, like, uh, you know, but that happens even like when just as you're crewing, like you get something like, Oh, you brought the wrong drop bag or something like that. Like, even if you're not pacing, like, I mean, you know, in the moment, that's something really critical. And especially once you've got the miles on you, like it's, kind of hard to like hold back emotion and yeah you'll kind of bite somebody if they you know if you bring them the wrong compression socks <laughs> no like i i'm surprised like i mean we have spent a lot of time together on the trail and traveling and i think it's a true test of our relationship that we haven't killed each other and or you know said something that we would totally regret and like and we still you know here mohican we're probably going to run together but like even when we're pacing and crewing we're not you know even through the april challenge you know we'd run together but we weren't in each other's face the whole time um like gary said i think sometimes you do have to have kind of thick skin because someone will comment and you know say something like oh you obviously haven't run 50 miles already but then the next thing you know he's telling me he's so happy i'm there and you know so it's like it, it can go back and forth but i mean yeah you probably do have to have thick skin but um, I can also, I know speaking for me personally, like when he was pacing me at outlaw, he says, you know, he may not be super chatty, but like, sometimes that's just what I need. Cause I know I can be my complete self around him. And sometimes when I just like need to get back in a good spot in my head and I don't have to like put on a smiley face or I don't have to make sure the other person's doing okay. Like that is just the spot I needed to be. And, um, 
he's always super supportive and um, he sometimes gets more nurse nervous for my races than I do. And that's kind of funny to see. No, um, <laughs> no her, her races tear me out. Out, Come on. Outlaw was like the longest weekend of my life from start to finish. I was just in knots. And I'm Come not there. I'm, I'm running. Yeah she, yeah, she was at the flop. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I'm about to nervous. <laughs> but it just, I don't, I don't know. Like our, our, I don't know our, our goals. And I mean, we're different enough, but alike enough that it works out. Cause I think that is a true test of relationship when all the walls are down and yeah. you're super vulnerable, like the stuff's going to come out. And the fact that we're still racing and competing together is uh, I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's true, man. You find out, I mean, in an in a, in a ultra 100 mile, you kind of find out what's underneath all that, you know, because you. Yes. <laughs> so there's no faking it. There's no energy to fake it at that point. <laughs> exactly. You are who you are and that's it. Yeah. Well, how do y'all um, do y'all just kind of uh, I know y'all, y'all see you doing Mohican together. Y'all were going to do the 200 together. But do you, you know, just kind of figure out, you know, who's you know, I really want to do this one. And, you know, which ones y'all need to kind of take turns on or it just kind of falls falls that way or. I think we both. um and I'll speak for myself here, but like you never, you know how you feel when you start, but you never know how it's going to go out there race day. You know, I think Gary does a little better with like interval style style running. Like he can run fast and then hike for a little bit, run fast. That wears me out. I'll kind of tend to just like plod along, um, but we'll catch each other. Maybe we'll start for a little bit and run some miles together and then maybe we'll leapfrog. And I think we just know that from the start. We don't necessarily plan to stay with each other for the whole time. And, you know, I'm not getting pissed at him because he's left me or, you know, if I'm feeling better than him, he's going to be like, go ahead. And, you know, so I don't think we ever when we say we're running it together, yeah. Um, yeah. we're we're out there sharing the experience together. But I don't think we've ever like expected to start at the exact same time and finish at the same time. You know, so I think that helps. And then like on races that we don't do together, we just kind of, that's just something one of us will see something that like, Hey, I, I kind of want to do that. And generally like, it's kind of the other one or you can kind of, the other one can tell like, okay, how serious are they kind of taking this? Like, how are they talking about this? And you can kind of just like sense that like, okay, this is something that like we need to let them focus on. Like this is going to be Nicole's race. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to pace and I'm going to crew and I'm going to try and help get her, you know, whatever she needs and vice versa. Like, like pumpkin holler for me, um, talking to, Cause I'm, I research and I'm a, I'm a stat nerd. I have spreadsheets upon spreadsheets that I've created that I found that other racers have created race reports. I mean, I look at everything and like after I'd started analyzing pumpkin hauler last year and talking to uh, Jeremy Harrison uh, about it, about his experience and stuff. And he had told me, and it was kind of like, you know, 
there's like you make friends in the ultra running community and like sometimes like you know some people like they hold for whatever reason you kind of put them on a pedestal and jeremy was one of those guys and like he had made the comment on there uh whenever i was talking to him about it he had said yeah you could totally sub 24 this and like hearing that from jeremy like really made me think like wow jeremy thinks like it's sub 24 this <laughs> so like um it was kind of a big deal to me and yeah so nicole you know she you know she wasn't gonna run that she was gonna do whatever she needed to do to help me and then same thing with uh um outlaw because actually with it kind of one of the cool perks of it was with her doing outlaw she should have been well arrested to uh just hang out and help me uh that following weekend at post oak doing the uh, triple ultra yeah. and she actually well i mean she still helped but instead of just relaxing she went out and did the mini triple <laughs> with uh our dog Kilo and ended up placing the week, a week out from the 135. She did a, what was it? A, a quarter marathon, 10 K quarter marathon. Nice. So we just kind of, you know, just listening to the other one, talk about it, you can kind of feel. And then like some of our destination type stuff, like we were supposed to be, Oh, this, this is going to hurt to even say, David, <laughs> we were supposed to be getting on a flight to Scotland tomorrow. Oh, that's right. For the Cape Wrath Ultra, 248-mile, eight-day stage race across the highlands of Scotland, starting oh. William and ending at the Cape Wrath Lighthouse at the northernmost point of like uh, the main mass portion of Scotland. And... Yeah, obviously it got canceled, but that's one of those that we decided, you know what, we're going to we're we'll, going to do this together. We'll stick together. Like we'll yeah. stick together on it. Um for one thing, like we actually we kind of did a practice run of it just because that was before I'd really done a whole lot of like back to back to back like really long distance things. So kind of wanted to see if I could like how I even held up. So just kind of did the exact same mileage on those days um, and still managed to like work. So we kind of thought like, man, if I can do that and, you know, put down a, like throw down a 40 hour work week, <laughs> it should be really easy to do when I have nothing going on at all. So we just decided, you know, what, we're going to like hike, run, whatever we want to do and just do that one and have a good time. Yeah, definitely wanted to soak up the experience more than go out there and like bust a gut doing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll kind of yeah. we'll know from the start what we're going to do. So you know? we did get to defer that till next year. Good. So far, any any race that we've had that's been canceled, like RDs have been amazing. Yeah, um, I agree. Really, like really cool about everything um so we deferred till next year on that and you know i'm sure it'll actually be one of those things though because once we get there see how we feel you know i had told nicole earlier i'm like i know we said we're gonna stick together and we still can but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be really cool to at least if nothing else like be the top american finishers <laughs> like in that situation, like it, I wouldn't like you, you bad name. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you 
said you're going to stay with me. Like, I would totally understand that. You know, it's like, I know what competition feels like, and I'm not a person that gets upset if I'm out there running by myself. So, you know, it's like probably takes a certain personality, but you know, even if you do get a little bit upset, I mean, I can't think of a better place to be upset with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Well, I think for a lot of people next year is going to be interesting because I've deferred a bunch of stuff, you know, and it's, 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 I don't know. Planning out. Like, I mean, I don't have anything really much to plan for. Like all my, like I've got a races that are, I mean, they're already paid for. Yeah. Already scheduled (laughs) for next year. But right. it is tricky. A base. Some stuff did double up, so it is taking some decision yes. making for sure. So next year, because of that, originally next year we were supposed to. The plan was to go to Romania and do the Transylvania 100K. What? But since Cape Wrath got canceled and we deferred till next year, it's the same weekend, or well, it overlaps. Yeah. Because this year was going to be Scotland, and then next year was supposed to be Ireland and Romania. So now it's looking like we're not sure exactly what we're going to do as far as the Ireland deal for next year, but definitely going to Scotland. Man, that that's isn't it cool to uh, you know to not have been to a place or whatever and go and just run it? Isn't that awesome? It, you know what? Like we try and do one international race a year and I don't even care if I suck. You know, I'm just like, this is the best experience. This is so fun. And I mean, that, and that's what it's all about. But, you know, when you're floating on a cloud because you're having so much fun, guess what? You usually do well, you know, so it's, it's it's it is really fun just going to venturing places we haven't seen before. Oh, Gary, are you are you uh, you have Irish or Scottish background? Scottish. Scottish. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, with the with the kilt, I figured it was something like that. Unless you're just a dude that likes to wear a skirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I do have to say, like it kind of started off like I mean, I do have like Scottish heritage. I mean, you know, like way down the line yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those things, like first getting into it. Whenever I started to take uh, running a little bit more seriously, it was one of those things that like. You kind of got to, you know, if you want to try to do it more competitively, more competitively and get known, you kind of like you have to have a brand of, yeah. of some kind. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get this to stick. <laughs> and it did. And I did the kilt for a while. Um, I still wear it occasionally for some races but now i've kind of like switched over um to the uh, ranger panties or generally what i'm rocking now and those have been really i actually like they're really comfortable right <laughs> and your great compression sucks what, what are those ranger panties what, what's that my question so, as well yeah so <laughs> ranger panties are just uh it's just like a slang term they're also referred to as silkies they're like uh very kind of short uh like soft material, um, nylon shorts that they generally use for a uh, uh, PT or physical training in the military. Ah, uh, so okay. Turn Ranger panties. Yeah. 
Very manly sound, am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are some? In other words, you wearing you wearing some silky shorty shorts? Is that is that about right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> silky shorty shorts, and I have the weirdest tan line in the world, David, because uh, I've got these short shorts on, and then I've got these high socks on. So I got like you know, like an eight inch patch of tan on each leg <laughs> nice your knee, your knees look nice and uh nice and you know caribbean or whatever <laughs> yeah. well um well we need to get into you guys uh april uh craziness and so you y'all decided that you were gonna do run them for every whatever day it was run that mile so so give me the like because the races were canceled y'all y'all kind of just came up with this challenge well okay yes and no so because the race is being canceled um originally what i had planned on doing i was going to try and get my body fat percentage down to the single digits like right after um Potawatomi was over, I was supposed to go transition straight into a diet and I would have 90 days between Potawatomi and my birthday to get down to a single digit body fat. And that was going to be my little challenge was to buy my 36th birthday, get a single digit body fat. Well, with everything canceled and then the coronavirus thing going on, like gyms were shut down i kind of thought to myself this is going to be really hard to do without being able to do as much cross training as i would really like weights all that stuff and i just kind of came up with this idea and i talked to nicole about it and i was trying to look at our schedules and try and figure out like oh i don't think you know maybe we could try and run the date like we could do that in like september or something and Nicole had mentioned, well, if you'd like me to do it with you, we could just do it in April. Because now I'm not working. Yeah, because she said it doesn't <laughs> sound true, like yeah. I'm working for a while, so I could I could do it with you. And I'm like, yeah, well, that'd probably make it a lot easier, having company. <laughs> so that's kind of how it started was just you know i mean it had a lot to do with the coronavirus thing it was just a dumb thought in my head and then because of circumstances we were able to make it work and i I mean i was i'm still kind of bumming because of not doing the 200 miler and we had even tossed around the idea of doing a virtual 200 miler somewhere and um i don't know i just couldn't get into the groove of the virtual racing stuff and uh so when he mentioned this challenge, uh, it was something different too. You know, I know I can run a hundred miles and, um, I don't know if I want to go out and like I, a virtual 200 miler, I knew how important it would be to have people around and crew. And, um, when I do hopefully finish my first 200 miler, I would love it to be with a group of people and you know some random person says yeah. something that gets you going another 30 miles or whatever you know that's that is for real and so when you mentioned doing this challenge i was like you know what that will be a challenge for me because i do not do well with a lot of mileage and no rest um i i'm even before like 
big races, I, I still don't do a lot of mileage. And so I knew it would be a challenge for me. And uh, it was just, more just to run a half marathon and then go run a hundred miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Pretty much. And, and, so and it was a way to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> it was a way to do something different. And so uh, I was, that's why I was interested in doing it too. So I was trying to, you know, I was following along because I, I was like, okay, they're crazy. That's awesome. I love it. And uh, so, um, you know, I'm just trying to think. So like the first, you know, 10 days, I'm thinking, okay, you know, you probably, you know, cruising along pretty good. But like, when did, I don't know, when did that accumulation really like you, you had that kind of, I, I'm sure, I, and maybe you didn't, but I, I know I probably would have had an oh crap moment at some point, like, oh, what, what are we doing here? Um, you know, is, is there, is there a, a, I don't know, a certain point you remember a certain day that it was like, ah. There were certain landmark days for me that like kind of stuck out. And I knew, like, I had a couple of predictions that were right going into it and some that were wrong. But I remember day eight is where hunger really started to get to me, like eight days in, which is earlier than I thought it would. I knew at some point I would kind of get where all I want to do is eat. Yeah. Like, I've got to I've got to fuel this and just day eight. Like I remember just kind of starting to eat at one point that day and then finally stopping about May the 2nd. (laughs) 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 Grocery bill goes way through the roof. (laughs) And then other days that like really kind of stuck out for me were I knew right around the 20th. And I can't remember exactly because so during the challenge, I was um, I was still working. So I would do my normal eight hour day and then have to do my run. So I would go in. I would wake up at four, be in to work at five, out at one and then go try and get my mileage in. So I remember thinking that I think it was like Friday, maybe the 17th and I remember thinking like this day is going to really be bad, but then I have the weekend off. So on the weekends, all I had to, yeah, all I had to do was run on the weekend. So I didn't have as much stress, but I knew that the uh, 20th, that Monday starting all those 20, like that's when it really kind of started to like this is starting to get uncomfortable like i it's kind of lost its luster <laughs> then i think it was the 27th i kind of knew at that point that i thought i had it in the bag but i really started to get nervous like i would get sick because i didn't know anyone else was doing this at all yeah and a friend from uh, another ultra runner had uh, Evan Preparis, an ultra OCR guy, um, messaged me and was talking to me about being on his podcast, the Strength and Speed podcast, once we got done with the challenge. And he had told me that there were still uh, some other people going, he thought. And I asked him what he was talking about. Completely unrelated, this guy, uh, Steve Hammond, 
uh, who's like a, I think he's like a course director or designer for Spartan race. Yeah. I did to do this exact same thing. Huh. And I, no, he's like, oh, I thought that's where you got the idea. I thought you followed Steve Hammond on social media. And I'm like, no, I've never heard of this guy. So, of that's course, crazy. then I started stalking him on Strava <laughs> to see if he was still going. And the guy was crushing it. So, like, then after I found out that somebody else was doing it, it put a lot more pressure on me and made me, like, like I said, at first I was like, oh, man, I am so close now. We're almost done. But then after hearing other people were doing it, I'm like, oh, it kind of made me sick to my stomach. But those were, yeah. So it really started to suck on the 20th. <laughs> yeah. That's funny to hear him talk about all those landmark days because I felt like the opposite on all those days. So, like, I was surprised like by day nine, like I was already having GI stuff. I'm like, really already? And like started losing my appetite or like being really cautious of what I was eating because it just, I would go out and we'd run and my stomach would get upset. And like, if we were doing miles in town, like everything's closed, there's no bathroom. And, you know, and so it's just, just the little things that you don't think about until you're like in the moment. Um, I, even though I wasn't working, um, we were doing a lot of work out at Gary's house during that time. So I'm doing a ton of manual labor stuff during the day, knowing that I'm sure we'll regret it later, but you know, that's the time that we had to do it, you know? And so yeah. by mile nine, I was surprised already. I was like, dang, this is, this is her mile nine. Like I'm in trouble. And, uh, but by, I don't know, about another week, week and a half went by and I kind of managed that. And so he says by mile 20, he was hurting. But that's when I actually started to like, I wouldn't wake up with a super puff, puffy face. My inflammation kind of evened out. Um, but going into the last week, uh, the Monday of the last week, we actually ran in town on the sidewalk and uh, something just seized up on me and my shins that it, it dropped me to my knees. And I was like, crap, man, we were doing so well with not getting injured. We were just stretching and hypervolting and soaking and trying to do everything that we could. And I mean, we were so close to finishing. I'm like, I tried to massage it out. I could barely walk. And uh, we were pretty close to my loft. I considered going to get my crutches from when I broke my heel because I'm like, damn it, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so when Gary told me, he's like, you know, we don't get a buckle where you don't get any bling for finishing this. And I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, we've gone so far. I am finishing this. And he ran ahead to the come and go and like got me some leave. And I don't know if that helped or I shortened my stance or my gait or whatever, um, but was able to hobble out the rest of that day. Um, the Tuesday after that of the last week. So the last day was on Thursday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we ran Frisco, which is a rails to trail. So I knew I couldn't run asphalt or sidewalk or I would just seize up because uh, that Monday when I was really hurting, if I got on the grass, like it would go away. And so uh, I just knew I had to stay off harder surfaces and uh, it still flared up a little bit Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the last day we were down at back 40 trails, which are pretty runnable, but very rolling hills and even though um, I wasn't going fast, I didn't have a lot of energy. I didn't deal with a lot of cramping and stuff. 
um, like I did in both in both my anterior tibialis. And I'm sure it has stuff to do with my cap and everything. So those last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were really hard for me. Thursday, I we uh, it, we didn't start till later in the day. So had trouble with my appetite that whole last week, but that last day we didn't start running until four 30. So I'd had a chance to like get more food in me throughout the day and actually was hungry, which was awesome. And so when we finished the last 30 miles out, um, just like before midnight, um, it actually felt good. And yeah. now we had a friend that, had her 42nd birthday the next day and was wanting to run 42 miles. And we both planned to join her for that. And Gary did it. I was going to say, I, I saw that. <laughs> gosh, I, I got five miles in and I was just like, I'm going to hike this rest because number one, I was lead weight. And number two, like something was coming out one of my orifices. I wasn't sure what, but I was just like, I, I, you know, after going to bed at midnight, getting up at 6am, I just wasn't feeling it. And so like to know that Gary did, 42 miles after that challenge, I was just like, let me kiss your feet because I know how hard this is right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how many, how many miles did that come out to be, uh, for the, for the challenge itself without the extra that, uh, Gary decided to do? <laughs> I think it was 465. Uh, 465. Yeah. Wow. Well, you had to get it up to over 500 the next day. So that's why you did the well, 40 something. That's <laughs> But I like with walking the dogs and stuff like that all through April, like I still walk the dogs a couple miles every morning. I was like, I just got it in there. I just didn't, you know, do it on on the last day, I guess. Well, well, did uh, so, Gary, did you I mean, you said you were eating a lot. Did, did, Did your body fat percentage go down? I have no idea. Like I actually I lost like I was kind of worried about like uh, gaining a little bit of weight. Um, during that because of the amount of eating and I actually ended up, I lost, I think about eight pounds over the course of the month, um, which was really surprising. Um, because to me, like looking in the mirror, it didn't really look like I had lost anything. I mean, it didn't look like I had gained anything. It just looked like me in the mirror, but looking at the scale, I mean, I'm showing like eight pounds lighter. Yeah. The last few days made a big difference and I don't ever weigh myself, but I can tell like when I went back to work, I was actually wearing real clothes, like my clothes were loose. But if you would ask me during the challenge, I thought I gained weight just because of the inflammation all the time and not having days off and stuff like that. So even running, you know, like I feel like I have muffin top and jiggly, you know, because you're just dealing with inflammation stuff, you know, but we both ended up losing weight after it and um, which surprised both of us. So it's the crazy. Anybody want to lose weight? Just tell them. Run, 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 run a month, you know, run. Yeah. See, that, that was something else, too, is after I had, because uh, I had forgotten whenever we did this challenge, I remembered telling our friend Crystal that, hey, yeah, for your 42nd birthday, if you want to go out, we'll do 42 miles. Yeah, we can do that. I had forgotten when her birthday was, though. <laughs> I didn't realize it was May the 1st. But like the same time, I was kind of glad because like I'm the kind of guy that if like one of my friends would have done this challenge and they did it in April, I would have said I would have had to have asked, why didn't you pick a month with 31 days? (laughs) Nice. Nice. So. So that extra day, like 
it was kind of good because then, you know, I knew I could do it for 31 and something somebody had brought up that I'd never thought of before is they're like, why did, why did you start with one mile and go all the way like to 31? Why didn't you start with 31 and go backwards? And I thought, Oh, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it though. It's not the dance, you know? Well, and it kind of gives your body an opportunity to build up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you take it took a little bit to like try and kind of hold back because you think like that i mean those like first that first week you're like oh man you're like trying to like hold back because you know like it's going to catch up you don't want to go out and bust a gut yeah <laughs> like, i'm not sure when it's gonna happen but they're gonna there's going to come a point where I I would have ran, you know, those two miles slower than slower than eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just, I mean, kudos on that, man. That, that was huge. And, uh, you know, both of you for, I mean, you don't do something like that and not try to have to overcome some kind of adversity and feeling like garbage. And some days were easy, I'm sure are easier. And some days were just 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 getting it done <laughs> just slugging yeah. it out <laughs> and thank you to your podcast some of those <laughs> days where you just get her done i was like just take me out of my head just take me out of my head and so it, it helps so many miles and hours go by can i just say i'm trying what? to remember what all we listened to while like we almost all of them yeah <laughs> It was mainly there. Uh, so we have a trail out here that we did a lot of running on because it was awesome to kind of like do short out and backs in both directions Yeah. Um, on the Frisco trail. It's just like uh, Prairie Spirit, such as an old rail trail that we have here. But we did quite a few miles on that. And what we would do is do like two and a half to five miles out in one direction and then come back, hit the cars and aid station, and then go the opposite direction, kind of same concept. But yeah, she would have your uh, podcast going. Like I remember uh, Jeff Jeff Browning, um, Marshall Ulrich, yeah, uh, Jeremy Harrison, yeah, and Christine. <laughs> Listen to you being interviewed by your wife. That was also entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know what she's gonna do, but she kept it. She kept it kind of formal. So I was like, all right, that's good. <laughs> what do I call you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, Mister Terrio. <laughs> so, um, well, do you guys? I, I know uh, Nicole, you do. Uh, you're, you know, you do training and stuff. And then you talked about weights early. Uh, do y'all do cross training like as a regular part of your of your training for ultras? Not as much as not as much as I should. And part of that depends on really what I'm. I used to do a lot more. I would say um, whenever I was doing more OCR, I yeah. focused a little bit more on and with all the stuff that's kind of been canceled this year, like right now, or well, I guess actually I've got two OCRs on the calendar for this year, um, one in July and one in September. Uh, and I should really start hitting the gym more for that. But um, one of the things, like I've started cycling a lot. I've done more cycling this year than I ever have. Um, kind of started getting into that some. And 
some like I was just starting to really get into a good cross training routine whenever my gym got shut down. <laughs> nice. And my gym, uh, it still hasn't reopened. Oh, okay. Um, the gyms in the area are reopened, but my gym's actually affiliated with a hospital. So I think they're being overly precautious, which I understand because, like, the main gym that I use, their facility, they've got like five locations, but the one that I use that's close to the house is literally attached to the hospital. Yeah. Huh. Is we'll be on their lunch break and hit the treadmill. So I think they're really wanting to make sure that everything's okay before they open back up. Yeah. I'll, I'll do as many, many days cross training as I will running. I do better. Uh, if I do too many miles, it, it makes me slow and it makes me tired. Um, hmm. I do better uh, building and getting stronger when I do uh, fitness classes that have to do with like plyo lunges and jump squats and strength training and yoga um, hiking, I'll go out and just do time on feet hiking. And I, this is kind of interesting doing that challenge is like the last time I kind of did experiment like that was in my early thirties. And I realized like, I don't do well when I run a lot of miles. And I was kind of curious if that was the case, having done some longer races and yes, it is still the case. Do well with a lot of mileage and no rest and no cross training. Um, cause I, I will probably do 50, 50 with cross training and running. Okay. Well, you know, it's kind of, I always tell people, you know, here's what works for me, but everybody's different. Some people, you know, uh, I had a a friend, uh, online friend, we're running together Saturday, but he he said, uh, can I see your training plan? Because I'm I'm like you, Gary, spreadsheets and all that junk. Can I see your training plan for that you're doing for the 200s? And I, I, I sent him the link so he could look at it in Google Sheets. And he, uh, He's like, oh, I thought you would run more, you know, and, you know, I max out at 85 a week for, for, for this one, but I'm, I'm cross training and I'm, I'm doing weights on, you know, about three, three days a week, uh, maybe a little bit more and adding other stuff in there. I actually, I'm using Jeff Browning's one day a week. I do that tough 21. Did you check that out? Oh, I'm totally doing that now after that that. podcast. Yeah, 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 we've huge bathroom that uh she does like yoga and stuff in because it's yeah. i mean it's huge and it's probably open the, space i'll be in the kitchen eating and i can hear her in there huffing and puffing <laughs> doing her little uh, jeff browning workout. but it's nice because you can just fit it in like you can be tired and you're like it's almost dinner time but to like make time for an hour you're like oh but you know i'm like 30 minutes i got that you know yeah, so yeah. it makes it just totally doable no, I, I do 15 seconds between the things instead of 10. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> get, I'm not Jeff. Because it's never 21 minutes, yeah, exactly. you know, so yeah. 30 it is. Yeah. Oh, I, and I think Gary did post a picture of you doing that on the bathroom floor. Who knows that work out my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, was, that was the infamous fitness pizza in my mouth. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's what it was. I can't remember. She's doing fitness and I'm on fitness pizza in my mouth. That's it. Yeah. So, so, um, so that was April. And then Gary, we got to talk about Saturday, man. (laughs) So, so I had to, yeah. So I had to look it up when you said, Hey, any, you know, um, doing this challenge and I think you put it out there for, if you know, any, anybody in the area wanted to run with you a little bit. And I was like 24 by 24 by 24. So before I even looked it up, I'm trying to think like, what in the world, like 24 days? But no, he said it's Saturday, so 20, it's got to be 24 hours. 
I'm guessing 24 miles, but I don't know what that other 24 is. <laughs> and and then I looked it up. So it's 24 miles, 24 hours, 24 beers. Is that that what that's what you did, right? Yeah. What are so the, the other? Rec- the record's 14 hours, and he ended up doing it in nine and a half hours. So <laughs> can you imagine 24 beers? In nine and a half hours. So do you have, did you have to do it? Um, like, did you have to do a mile, then a beer and then a mile? Did you have to do it like that? You can do it. Uh, you can alternate your mileage and your beer, however you see fit. You just have 24 hours to do 24 miles and 24 beers. So our original plan was, uh, I was going to do two miles and two beers an hour because that would get me done in 12 hours. So, um, but plans changed really quick. Um, which is funny that he says that because, you know, he's like stickler for like, this is a spreadsheet. This is, we're doing this. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of play it by ear once that I'm out there. I'm like, really? He said that? Well, I knew with this in particular, um, I knew whatever plan I made, was going to have to be fluid and adaptable because I knew, I mean, you're not going to be able to drink and still have my wits about me and stuff. Like I'm going to make, like I'm going to have to, I'm not going to want to adapt. Like I knew it was going to have to be very pliable. Yeah. So I just really didn't bother with trying to, make two set of a plan which changed right from the start yeah. he ended up doing three miles yeah. and three beers every hour so which it made it nice for people to run with us through those segments because uh it wasn't just like two miles and done but then it meant that in that 20 30 minutes of the hour he then had to drink three beers instead of two you know so it was like taking all those things into account so yeah yeah so i did see a, a picture of a skin knee yeah, I uh, and like I've said this, so there towards the end, I think about the last 10k, and probably he had, he had one last, mile left, so yeah, about the last probably last 10k and last six pack. Probably, I don't recall a whole lot. <laughs> um, true statement, and it's one of those things like. I haven't been able to bring myself to go back and watch all the videos. Um, really don't want to. I know it's just going to be embarrassing. So yeah. what's interesting is that we had a couple at this one mile loop from the loft. There was a couple construction spots and like he totally cleared those sections. I could tell like he was having a hard time starting to pick up his feet in those last six miles. And I'm like, Ooh, like, I hope you make it to the end, but if I have to cut it off, I'll cut it off. Cause we don't yeah. want them falling out in traffic or whatever. And so I was surprised, like it literally was a hundred yards before the loft. Um, the road kind of dips down and goes back up. I mean, just barely, but he, he just tripped right there. And um, there was gravel on the asphalt. And so that's what dug into the knee pretty good. And, and, uh, and apparently the, I wanted to stay there. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, stay down too long. Don't stay long. And there was the wait staff outside of the restaurant. They're like, is he okay? And I'm like, I sound like a total biddy Cause I'm like, get up, come on, Gary, we got this. And you know, one more mile. I, I sound like such a whip cracker. And, uh, but we get 
to the loft and I literally just hose them off and uh, we do um, another mile. We just had one mile left and it was funny because he would definitely, I mean, he was so good about just being on autopilot and going, um, but he would go back and forth between wanting to quit. And then like, we got this. And then he asked me how I was doing. And so the rest of the time, it was like, you got this, Nicole, you got this. And so it just, it was, it was, it was pretty entertaining. And um, I do remember on that last segment uh, before we went out for the last three miles, he only drank two beers instead of three, but I was like, man, if he gets another beer in him, like, I don't think he can do this last three miles, but you want to make sure at the end, he's not drinking too many beers at a time, you know, yeah. cause I don't want to take him to do the ER, you know, so like <laughs> we just have a balancing act. And so like it made it to where at the end he had to drink four beers instead of three. So it was, you know, it was, it was still doable, but, um, I'm just, I don't even know how he did the last six miles. It was, he, like, if anyone ever wants to decide to do something this insane, do not do it without a designated runner. I yeah. mean, it just, it, it is <laughs> very important. <laughs> I've already told her, I think knowing what I know now, I could probably go sub nine. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, did you set a date yet? <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> well, uh, real quick, and and do do uh, I'm just curious. Do you guys eat any kind of certain diet or anything? You know, because I lean toward keto, and different people do paleo. Do y'all? I know you fitness with your pizza, man. That's. <laughs> I am horrible with my diet. Uh, I fluctuate really, really bad. Uh, I will do good for periods of time and then I'll just eat like garbage. Um, it's really hard for me like to, to keep a decent diet. And then like, I'll always find a way, like I'll always make a way to justify it. Like, Oh, Gary, you, you're You need these carbs and you need, this it's okay it's okay to eat like this you run so much yeah and i'll justify it and then i'll feel guilty and i'll go like a week and i'll eat like salad and vegetables and just like no meats and stuff like i have to a lot of times like i joke around i say like i have to run an ultra to be able to have uh, ginger ale because it's wasted calories, yeah. but I really enjoy ginger ale. So like I have like, I'm ashamed to say it, but yeah, I have ran a 50 K simply because I wanted to drink ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know I, that sounds stupid, but yeah. yeah. I think diet or letter words. So I, uh, it was funny. Like after the challenge, I couldn't wait to like, you know, cause I cut back on the amount of vegetables I was eating during the challenge because of just my gut stuff. And so I couldn't wait to eat like more protein and vegetables again. Um, whereas I know what I'm doing a lot of miles, like my body craves more carbs and things like that. And I like, I needed to keep going and I couldn't wait to just like eat cleaner and stuff like that after April. Um, I have an active job being a massage therapist, so I definitely eat a lot of calories. Um, I do tend to eat a lot more protein and vegetables, but I, I, I mean, I am, I 
I'm not strict about what I eat. You know, we just got a cinnamon roll at the farmer's market on Saturday that I just finished in the fridge, you know, and it's just like, it's, um, I, I try and stay balanced throughout, you know, if I've maybe put on weight and I can feel it with my clothes, I'll try and clean up my eating a little bit. But, um, if you try and put me on a diet, I will do the extreme opposite. I just know how my brain works. And so I know diets, don't work for me, but I do good foods and things like that. So um, I I think I'm lucky in that respect and been able to do pretty well right along with that. I'm a little fluctuation here in there, but not too bad. And Nicole's the, like she said, she's exact opposite of me. I don't know if I've ever seen Nicole weigh herself. <laughs> I, I can't use a bathroom that has a scale in it. Without completely disrobing <laughs> and getting away. Like, if, if there's a scale in the bathroom, I will weigh myself. Now, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I have an app and I wait in the morning after, you know, the same time just to kind of, it helps me know where I am. And yeah, it's, I don't know why. It's. <laughs> I know that we, I mean, it's just like, you know, running and training. We all have things that work for us and things that don't. Well, well, that's the same thing. Kind of like with, with, we talked about with mileage earlier, the same thing with diets. Cause you got like, you know, like Jeff Browning. I mean, he's, he's the, the, you know, uh, yeah, man, when you hear him talking, I was like, this guy has done his homework, you know, but, but, uh, but then you got Courtney DeWalter who eats jelly beans and, you know, just like whatever, you know, candy, you know, potatoes. And like after I heard her podcast, I was like, so what is that at Taco Bell, babe? Can you order me what, what Courtney got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, you just got to know your body and, and what works for yeah. you. And that's, yeah. So, so you guys, um, you've, you've had all these things canceled. And so I guess, I mean, a lot of it's unknown. I mean, one of the questions I like to ask is what's next, but it's hard to know what, I mean, you got a couple some OCR things coming up and you got Mohican. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Spartan ultra is in July in Utah. And as far as I know, that's still on. And I, for my first time, I'm, I'm doing a gravel uh, bike race in the dirty concept, 200 miler in September. So I'm kind of started training for that. Just, I don't know, just fun because ways to everyone's mix it up. first cycling race should be 200 miles. <laughs> That's, sounds about right. <laughs> my first ultra was a hundred. So, I mean, whatever, you know, just, my, Oh, right. you know, right. you know, I've been tempted to, uh, yeah, I did the, um, uh, it, before it was mid South, um, the, uh, what was it called? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The super red, muddy. Yeah. 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 I did the, the 50 K there just running land run, land run. Yeah. The land run a uh, hundred. And then I, I saw the guys on the bikes and stuff and I was like, man, that'd be some good cross training, you know, to start doing that. So that's kind of been in my head to do, you know, yeah. get a, get a biker and do some cross training like that. That'd be, be fun. Jump into some races. A good way to, you know, get yourself cross training is to sign up for a race. And then that scares you into actually training. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, I heard that dirty Kansas something, man. There's a lot, it's a big race. You know what? Like I'm they, so the reason I got in was I had won an entry and the girl that had got, had won it before uh, when it was supposed to be the end of May, couldn't do it. And it got rescheduled to the second weekend of September. 
and uh, she couldn't do it. So then I, I accepted getting the entry. And I mean, it's like 3000 people between all the distances. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure if social distance is possible. So I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to go. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, um, uh, you guys have any crazy challenges you got, you know, in your brain coming up or anything like that? Word right now. <laughs> I, like I said earlier, I can't remember if we were recording then or not, but yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm pretty much going to coast the rest of the year. Yeah, um, I yeah, think between yeah. the April foolishness and uh natter day to remember, I think uh, I'm going to kind of just, you know, the things that I've kind of signed up for. There is one thing that uh, I haven't signed up for yet, um, but I will. Uh, as long as, you know, things are somewhat normal by then, I am going to do probably, I think I had talked to you about this, about pumpkin hauler, um, going back, not going to do the hundred though. I'm going to do the 50 K run and then I'm going to do, I think I'm going to sign up for the 70 mile gravel ride. Yeah. So I'm going to do yeah. a double there. But other than that, it's just the rest of the year. Like I said, I think I'm at quota on my kind of dumb things, just kind of not take it off, but just maintain and, you know, give it the best that I've got on, you know, the things that I've already signed up for. Um, looking forward to one of the things that I really miss. Uh, I can't wait to volunteer again, man. Like I was really looking forward to being out there at Prairie Spirit earlier this year. But hopefully, you know, the fall race will hopefully be on and I can be there. Like I'm always there to Garnet um, for the fall race. And then Nicole and I are volunteering at a last man standing in uh, December. That same one uh, that I did last year. This time I'm just going to volunteer instead of running it. Um, that should be fun. Four for 30 infinity, which is now it's a. Uh, it's a golden ticket race for uh, bigs. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm sure how that's actually going to work now. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember when bigs actually is. So I think that, yeah, I want to say it's in the fall, but I really can't remember. Yeah. So I don't know if that'll affect that. Like same thing. Like I can't remember exactly how Western States is doing their their qualifiers. I think we have two years for a qualifier instead of just one now. Yeah, I don't because remember. We've been in this year is in for next year. So I don't know how that affects ticket count and all that stuff. But I'm gonna go ahead and like I said, Mohicans a qualifier as long as they have it. So get it yeah. done and. That's kind of, you know, every year do at least one qualifier. I would like to try and do as many states as possible. Yeah. So just find one in each state each year until I finally get to, you know, make it to Squaw Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard, man. I, I, I mean, I just, I really lucked out. There are people, you know, that take a long time to get in. Wasn't it or your second, second year? Second year, I think it was just. Second. Yeah, yeah, two tickets and I was in, man. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't take it light. I didn't take it lightly, man. I, I'm pretty blessed to be able to get in. So, um, 
it's one of those things you just keep 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 hacking at it until you get in there and but uh like you said for the rest of the year it's probably good you know to to have a season of of rest you know of more or less where you kind of just maintain and i'm, I'm kind of I have trouble doing that, but you know, I'm kind of make myself do it sometime, but, um, I think that's wise of you, man, just to kind of, you know, so you don't get hurt. You want to do this a long time. So, yeah. You know, I think the hardest thing for me is like, we do have a race on the docket for about once a month, but I mean, you just don't know right now, you know, it's kind of up in the air and, um, you know, you hope for it, you train for it, but, but you don't know. And that, that kind of messes with my brain a little bit, but, uh, not a lot you can do about it. So, yeah, that motivation is, uh, it's, yeah, you just got to put your head down. Like right now, I mean, even, yeah, you're not training, you just gotta, you just gotta run, just do it. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep, yep. Uh, well, well, um, what do uh, you know? I like to uh, ask, and some, I don't always do it, but like, you guys have any specific equipment that you use? What, what, what shoes are you both wearing? Well, for for a tra- no. let's say a trail race, what are you doing? I have absolutely no loyalty in shoes whatsoever. Um, I really go back and forth on shoes, but for trail, a lot of times. Oh, I think I lost you, man. These two mixed up. Oh, for okay and so i said the saucony peregrines i always keep in rotation for trail but i'll yeah. also generally have a pair of uh merrill all-out crush twos not as much cushion but for shorter races really comfortable yeah. um yeah. and then i've been working in some ultras i always get i think i lost it again it's terrible Hello. Okay. So you said you said that uh, you had the out. I'm gonna have to edit this one now. Although <laughs> the um, you said the outros too. Which which outros do you use? Uh, the Torrens and the Temps. Like I said, I can't remember which ones for road and which ones for trail, but I yeah. have one of each. And yeah, then the tip, also to the trail. Road. Okay. Then also for road, I've been using uh, New Balance 880s and Saucony rides. Okay. As far as shoes, um, I'm a Hoka girl. Trail and road, I'll like veer off and use a different kind occasionally, but I always come back to Hoka's. They just just fit my feet well. I like the cushion on them. I use different versions on road and different versions on trail depending on how much cushion I want. But Hoka seems to be the ones that work for me the best. Cool, cool. Um, as far as like uh, electrolytes and race nutrition, what do you guys uh, you guys use anything in particular for that? I think Jeremy made the best comment of like, I mean, even things that you love, like I've used Tailwind and Honey Stinger and even Spring Energy, and like I've loved it every time I use it. But after a long distance, and you don't care if you ever see that one again for a while, you know, it just yep kind of tired of it and um i'll even mix up things like water down ginger ale water down apple juice um i I just try and mix it up all over the place because i do get tired of the same thing over time food drink and everything wise so um even try playing around with our own stuff and through our challenge um you know, when I'm racing, racing, it is nice to rip, rip something open like spring energy. But like when we're doing our challenge and we may walk for a quarter mile, it's nice to like chew something and eat it, you yeah. know. So it's like depending on uh, if I'm racing or 
you know, you've got some time, it is nice to have something um, more solid. I'm a yeah. big fan of water. <laughs> <laughs> like I like water. Um, I'll occasionally, you know, what they have at an aid station is what they have at an aid station. Yeah. As far as like what I'm yeah. drinking, I'll generally do like the uh, um, salt tabs, like for electrolytes. I generally just use like a hammer and Duralite once an hour. I do one of those, and then I mainly do water or uh, uh, beer. Every every 25 miles during a hundred, I'll do a beer. I mean, easy to digest, uh, quick energy, easy to process carbs. I mean, it's liquid bread. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. So, but and then you know if I start feeling any kind of you know stomach uh, worries, you know ginger ale, but mainly, mainly it's water is what I'm doing during a race. And then food wise, you know I like whole solid foods. I like, like I said, I like to eat garbage. I love, <laughs> love pizza. But he has an doubles. iron stomach. It makes me so envious. I'm like, how? Like it took me years before I could eat bacon when I was running. I'm like, I, I wanted to, but I couldn't. And I had to like train myself. <laughs> yeah. Quesadillas, bacon, uh, McDoubles, um, pretty much anything like that. I've actually recently um, started, didn't used to do this, but I've gotten where I like the uh, like kind of soft, chewy candies, like the uh, Swedish fish or the orange slices, like uh, two orange slices has 100 calories. So it's really easy to measure um, and keep track of. Um, and they're small, kind of calorie dense. And, you know, you can easy to choke down. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And and, and, and it's kind of like everything else. It changes as it goes. Like, like you know, like we said, Tailwind used to work for me. Not anymore. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm still experimenting. <laughs> yeah, I think that will always be the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're getting close to to five o'clock and you've got an appointment. So, you know, and um, I got to get home to to my wife. But I appreciate you guys taking time to to chat and share your I don't know all the you know, we forget a lot of times that our world. um, I don't know. We get used to people doing some of the things we do. And um, I I don't know when when you talk to other people and they're like, y'all do what you have friends that do what, you know? So anyway, I think it's just really cool, you know, and y'all are even, you know, with your challenge you did and all that's, that's cool. Finding a way out the box to challenge yourself, push yourself. That's awesome. (laughs) It keeps it fun. Yeah. Well, you guys take care and I'm hoping we can, you know, uh, get to racing again soon and, you know, see you guys out on a course somewhere and, uh, you know, share some, share some trails together. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I missed that bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Gary, man, when you get tired of doing the, 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 the the panties, man, and (laughs) maybe, maybe I'll wear a kilt with you one day or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's hot. Just see. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe I'll wear the panties. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you guys take care, and uh, we'll 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 keep in touch. All right. Thanks, David. All right. Thanks, David. All, right. all right. Bye, y'all. Bye.
Well, there you have it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, and uh, hope you just got a, a good week planned. I hope some, uh, I hope some of you guys are still able have some races that are still intact. Uh, I know some of us have some decisions to make. We'll see how things go in the next weeks to come uh, concerning all of our races and our goals. Remember to check out t8.run www.t and the number eight run and use the code fifty run the riot for a discount on those. Chafe free commando shorts. And uh, guys, just remember what you do in life echoes in eternity. So live today like what you do in life is going to echo for eternity. All right. You guys take care. Hope you have a blessed week. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye bye.